Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Kuttner, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast will help you find ways to live a more authentic life. Every week, I have guests on the show from yoga teachers to meditation instructors, everyone to help you feel like the best you. I'm so glad you're here, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So today on the podcast, I have Bridget Ripple. She is the founder of the NJ Yoga Collective, also the founder of Vibe Well Yoga Festival. She's a yoga teacher, mom, and amazing human being. Bridget, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. And let me start off by saying you're amazing for starting something this big and positive and exciting in a time when so many people are definitely feeling just stagnant and stuck or scrambling, wondering, worrying Mm. for you to bring community together in a unique space is really cool. And I'm grateful that you even asked me to be a part of it. That made my heart melt. Um, I love that. I really think, you know, it's a time where we are discovering that, you know, we have a lot of healing work to do. I think we're all kind of like home and discovering things about ourselves or about the situation. And so it's a good time to like reevaluate things and and shift. So I think that's going to be a big focus of our conversation today. Definitely. I have moved through so many waves in terms of what I want to do, where I see my work going. I, I, consider myself an entrepreneur. I was brought up by two entrepreneurs. My dad owns his own wholesale produce business. My mom owns her own florist. We've always been own boss sort of people. Although I will say, and I'm going, I'm going to actually give a, what's it called? Uh, When you say something for the first time somewhere, an exclusive Oh, nice. <laughs> on your pot on your podcast of opportunity that I do have coming up for yoga teachers in New Jersey and beyond because I have taken a job with a super cool company, but I'm still doing a lot of my own things as well, including New Jersey Yoga Collective and hopefully by well, if you know, events become a reality in the near-ish future. It should have happened uh October, should have been our third annual yoga festival in Asbury Park, but Unfortunately, we had to cancel it due to all of the restrictions, but more importantly than restrictions, the fact that I would never, ever, ever want an event that I was a part of to be a place where someone got sick. Like, you know, at the end of the day, if like the question of, can you have it? Maybe in some form, should you have it? No, because someone could get sick, period. Yeah, I think for the event world, it's a weird time. A lot of people have taken their events virtual. They're doing virtual retreats. It's great, but that in-person magic is is just so nice. It's so nice to be around people and community and, and feel the energy of other people. I totally miss that. And yeah, it's it's a weird time. We did a great virtual festival early on in the quarantine in May for... Um, a phenomenal animal sanctuary up in North Jersey. It's called Goats of Anarchy. Mm -hmm. And my good friend, Tim Shaw has been volunteering there for a long time, him and his wife, Kristen. And we were able to raise about $8,500 and it was a virtual festival. But my feeling on why that worked is because of the, because of the cause, right? Mm -hmm. Like people wanted to see these rescued animals have a home. Yeah. And to my mind, what I've seen, the things that are working really well online do have incredible passion behind them. Yeah. Yeah. I will like say- your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, the virtual piece isn't total crap. It really isn't because I, I did the 101 sun salutations with you. I've done virtual networking events with like babes in business. It still gives you this connection and community that we're especially craving now because you don't know if you can go out and see people or what events you should be attending. And there's so many restrictions, especially right now. So it's just nice to feel connected. I think that connection piece is, is important for humans. I mean, I will tell you, I'm loving virtual for a couple different reasons. 
the first being these opportunities to like practice with an Amy Ippolidi, like like Jason Crandall, teachers that maybe you would have paid hundreds, thousands of dollars to go see when they're somewhere live and you're able to do it for a fraction of that online. Um, Mm -hmm. I do work with Yoga International and the teachers on their site that I have the chance to practice with are unreal. And to me, I don't care that there's anyone else in the room when I'm doing it because I am just learning, right? It's just gold. And that's incredible. Or like, you know, my friend Tim, like he's having a virtual class on a Tuesday night, a Thursday night, whatever, being able to sign on and see him in a time when I wouldn't be able to. I'm so grateful for that. Like if we went back 10 years ago, maybe even five years ago, I don't think we would have had an eighth of the options that we have right now for something like this to occur in the world. There's never a good time, but we're very blessed with the technology we have and our ability to connect with each other. Even with school, I, I look at my kids and I think it bothers me more than it bothers them that they're not in the classroom, right? Like they're, they're learning a lot. They're working hard and, and they really stay engaged. And there there's parts of it that I can see it's special. You know, I know that so many people feel like we're going to wake up from this. We're going to walk away from this and say, how did we survive it? I, I pray for myself and my family. I know everyone's had really different experiences, most much more difficult than mine, but I really do hope that we walk away and have learned important things and maybe have some good, you know, even I will say my husband works in the city normally, and he would leave at six 30 in the morning and get home at seven 30 at night. Like my kids would have never, ever, ever spent this much time with him. Aww. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that for so many people. And I love that it just like opens people's eyes like, okay, there's no need to, you know, commute. You can work from home and you can get your job done and you can spend more time with your family. I remember I had to go to physical therapy a few years ago and I was talking to the physical therapist and he was just telling me how he was always at work from eight o'clock in the morning to eight o'clock at night. And we were just talking about different cultures in Italy. They take time to rest and they don't work all the time. And, and this nonstop busyness and, and this demanding culture is toxic. We really need to take time to spend with our family and ourselves and and have hobbies and, and have fun and, and joy. And it, it doesn't have to be this work all the time, be busy all the time kind of culture. It, it can really shift. When I was working as an attorney, which I did, you know, I went to law school, I graduated in 2008. And then I worked full time as an attorney until I was put on bed rest during my pregnancy. So um, actually, I know the date, February 29th, because it was leap year. So I'll never forget that. Uh, February 29th, 2012 was the last time I ever went to that office, but, um, I would go to work and it would be kind of like dark out. Cause I would get there really early. I worked for my main boss was, uh, a former military guy and he would get to work at like six 30 in the morning. So I would try to like get there and, you know, it would be, it was like better to kind of work on his schedule, but you would get there sometimes 7am and it would still be like sun creeping up. And then if you left five, five 30, the sun was down in these winter months and I didn't have a window in my office. And I remember there were days where I would be like, I did not see full sunlight. Yeah. Wild. Like that's a wild thing. Cause we need to be in nature. We need light even just to like, I mean, I'm a firm believer in vitamin D. Like I need that sunlight as much as possible. Um, or I really start to feel down. Yeah, absolutely. I had Dr. Hannah on the show. She's a chiropractor. She's been posting about how we need vitamin D on Instagram. Yup, we do. We need nature too. We need to be outside. It's just part of how we evolve. We come from nature. We, We were in nature before we built houses. It's just, we're part of it. So it's, it's hard to be disconnected from it. And and not get outside and not move. And I think that's like a big reason why you and I are both into yoga because movement is medicine. So it just gets us back to our natural state. For me, it definitely is. And I was thinking just a little bit about the whole concept of your show and creating solutions or solutions. And, you know, I know what my necessities are, which it's time outside, it's movement, 
without a doubt, like those would be the top two. But now I know for some other people, like that's not their self-care and maybe being told like you have to do some sort of movement every day gives them anxiety. It's like, maybe the solution is letting people really tune in and listen to what they need and do more of that every day, as simple as it sounds. But I think so often we're like, I have to work out. I have to eat this. I have to do that. And we live our lives in this place of have to rather than need to or want to. And I think it's like fulfilling the needs and then also like giving ourselves the gold star wants that, that actually creates that vibe of self-care if that's what we're aiming for. Yeah, no. And I think that's one of the reasons why I strive to have different folks on the show. I've had a bunch of different people because everyone needs something that's best for them. And what's best for you is something that you can tap into because you'll know how it feels and you'll know how energetic you feel. Like everybody has a certain self-care that's going to be best for them. So yoga isn't for everyone. And I, I say that I straight up say like, okay, this may not be for you. Don't do it. It's fine. That's cool. But I like what you said about just knowing yourself. I think this self-wisdom is really the, the gold that we need. Know yourself, do what works for you and make it a practice, make the time for it. Because I think the shoulds are vicious. Should is not something you should attach to. Don't do things that you feel you should do. Do things that you want to do that take care of you. So I definitely agree with you. Yeah. I would also say something that I'm appreciating about this time is conversations like this, is the tapping in and getting to know yourself. And also the fact that we're starting to have bigger discussions around mental health and like, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to feel things. Um, I'm, I'm blown away sometimes when I read like heartfelt real things that are posted on an Instagram or Facebook. And I'm, I'm proud to know the humans that are putting out content like that and are opening that door for so many others who probably have always felt like they couldn't. I mean, right now with so many of us essentially locked up in the house for the majority of the day, we have to be able to have a conversation about like, hey, I'm really sad today. I feel like I can't get out of bed today. I can't get my work done today. Like being able to even just say it, it's almost like when you were a little kid, remember you'd have a nightmare, but as soon as you like told someone, it felt less scary. Yeah, yeah. That for me, I have a very similar experience when I have anxiety or a lot of sadness, um, as soon as I'm able to vocalize it, it starts, that knot starts to unravel. And I feel like I'm seeing more of that. And that has, even though it's painful, it has to be a silver lining of this, that we're normalizing conversations about mental health and personal struggle and that it's okay to not be okay. Yeah, absolutely right. I agree with you. I am actually happy about the same thing that we're having more conversations about mental health and we're having more conversations about personal development. I'm, that's why I'm here, like talking about different things that help people. It could be a yoga class, but it could also be talking to a therapist or changing up the way you take care of your body, your mind, your spirit, all the things. And I really do like the the conversation around mental health and, and sharing with people that feeling your feelings is okay and your feelings have purpose too. I think every feeling or everything that you're going through has something in it. You know, your anxiety has a purpose. Your sadness has a purpose. Pay attention. And I think the awareness around your feelings and awareness around the growth that you can do because of what you're going through is important. I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Given that, I think it's great to just talk about how can we evolve from this? I mean, it's, it's a continuous conversation, but what are some of the things that you'd like to see happen in the future because of what we're going through? I think, like we said, normalizing mental health is super important. And I think that will start to happen more, but what else can happen? Maybe this idea that people don't have to go into the office and they can work remotely. I hope that stays. I hope that's something permanent. Absolutely. I, I mean, we ha- we're lucky and we live by the beach with a clear view of New York city past Sandy Hook. 
And if you go down there, you can see like the colors of the buildings in New York City. I am not an expert with regard to the environment in any way, but just based on my two eyeballs, like I would have to assume there is a major shift in the environment and the atmosphere based on what I can see. Yeah. Right. Like the clarity is remarkable. And that is something that gives me hope, right? Like I would love to not see everyone just having to pile onto trains, buses, and boats every day to get shipped into New York and ship back out. That being said, I'm super sad about the businesses that are losing their revenue. And and like New York was such an amazing place to go to. So it's hard to think about maybe people not patronizing all the places they went to. Um, Flip side again, so much growth potentially in local business here, right? Mm -hmm. So I have so many, I mean, and maybe that's like the lawyer in me, right? Like I could probably come up with reasons on both sides of every single conversation for positives and negatives. Um, But my, my hope is that I step away from this with, at first, like, I think my answer would have been like a greater focus on what I want to do. And I'm going to say that as the months have gone on, that's not necessarily true. Like I've really tried to shift from like, I want to get back to normal or the new normal and live in the now, right? Like there's no normal. There was never a normal. There were highs and there were lows and there was like that mushiness in the middle. And that's where we spend most of the time. And if you figured out how to love that, you were probably doing pretty good, right? Yes, yes. And there's still highs and lows and that mushiness in the middle. So can we get rid of like the normal and the new normal? And can we all just figure out how to live in the now? And can we do it? One of the best lessons I think I ever learned in yoga, and I wish I could remember what teacher taught this. I would love to give credit. I can't, but I do want to say I'm not taking credit for this. (laughs) Um, And the quote was something to the effect of, you know, it's not about like light and love because because that's almost like fleeting, right? Like think about the day. It's only light for so many hours. Think about when you have that feeling of love. It's like the Care Bear shooting out from the belly. It's like big and bright and bold, but then there's also like moments where you don't feel like in love with like hearts bubbling out of your eyes. How do we figure out what it takes to live with just like kindness and compassion as the foundation of everything, right? Like how can I treat myself and you and any other person that crosses my path with kindness and compassion. That doesn't mean that I have to love them. That doesn't even mean that I have to like them, right? But can I be kind and compassionate for wherever they are in life? Yes, yes. And that's the hard work. I think it's hard for people to even be kind to themselves. People have a hard time being kind to themselves. So how can they always show other people kindness? But it's needed. We need that kindness and compassion for other humans because we're all connected and we're all going through something. So kindness is just huge. When people are kind to you, it makes your day. It literally will make your whole day better because somebody was nice to you. So why is that so rare that, you know, kindness has to be something that we have to tell people like be kind, be compassionate. This is our true nature. I just think we get disconnected from it. Yeah. Last year, my kid's school um, had a kindness week. And I remember hearing there was someone, I, I can't remember, we, I guess we like were talking about it and the person was like, is there a bullying problem in your school? And I was like, no, why? They were like, well, why do you need a kindness week? And I was like, it's not like there has to be a problem for there to be an increase in like the kindness quotient, yeah. right? Like, can't we just make that a lesson rather than making everything in life about winning and losing, succeeding and failing, achieving, achieving, achieving. Could we pick a benchmark that has no achievable, right? Like there's no kindness meter or like gold medal in doing good. Well, maybe there is like mother Teresa level doing good, but like (laughs) overall, you're not going to get on the, the all conference kindness team in the star ledger. (laughs) But could we all strive for that emotionally and mentally just to like show up a little bit better every day? Yes, 
Absolutely. I think that's really it. And if that's the take home in all this, just like, why not be your best self? Why not show up as best as you can? You deserve that. The people around you deserve that. But that's what also takes the work. I think people have problems showing up as their best self because they're so conflicted. So, or maybe even the word best. And I say it all the time, but even just like listening to you say it, I'm like, maybe I should stop. Maybe it's not like best self because best almost takes you back to when you were a little kid and like, be the best, be the best, right. do the best, get the grade. Da, da, da. Maybe it's like your authentic self. And then that allows the conversations for the days you're sad, the days you're mad, you know, like being able to apologize and say like, Hey, I'm super sorry. I was in a horrible mood. I never should have spoken to you that way. Mm, yeah. Right. Like maybe it's not best self. Maybe it's just like most authentic self, most honest self. I agree. I think that's really it. But also validate that your authentic self is somebody who goes through things. You have to flow with life and you have to flow with the emotions. And and that doesn't mean get wrapped up in your emotions, but it means just allow them and allow like your good days to happen, allow your bad days to happen and always learn. So I think you know, when it comes to authenticity, it's definitely honoring your true nature and who you are. But then there's also that quote, everybody is just doing their best. And I think that has some validity in a non-competitive way of just saying like, we're all just doing our best. And so it's not the best of the best kind of notion. It's more or less just like, we're, we're showing up and, and this is the best we can do right now. And that's okay. So I think there's like a validation in everything that we said, like it, it's valid to show up as your authentic self, but it's also valid to know like you're doing your best right now. And, you know, it, it's not a competitive best. It's just, you're, you're, you're trying. Or to even have the conversation and be like, okay, I'm not doing my best right now. Yeah. Right. Like I know I could give a little more. I've had some of those days. Like I will tell you even like last week leading into Thanksgiving, for some reason, I just had a lot of that like analysis paralysis going on. And when I woke up on Sunday heading into this week, I was like, okay, I was a you know what show last week. Like I was not living any level of like how I want to show up, right? True, true. And having those like check-ins, yeah. having those conversations and being like, okay, that was not great, right? For me, like I... I don't feel great about how I acted, worked, whatever. And I, I want to do better because I know I can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just normalizing that, all of that is important. Like normalize, like, okay, yeah, we have days and we have moments and we have shit that happens. But I think just focusing on the, the growth and the learning and like, okay, it's all learning process. Like everything is about evolving. So if you're learning from it, that's all you need. You need to have that learning piece. It would be one thing if you just didn't give a shit and you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to learn from this or it doesn't matter. But I think the, the fact that like, you're aware, you're aware of what's going on and, and you want to do better. So then you do it, you know, it's just, it, everything is so fluid. I think it's all just a process. And staying a student, probably. Yeah. So this healing stuff is really what matters most to me. I think we're we're seeing a lot of patterns that may have not worked, or we're seeing a lot of things that we have to work on. I think everybody is having this like internal reflection and and kind of checking that out. So I would say when it comes to healing and and healing work, where where do you stand with that? In terms of what am I doing on a daily basis or? In terms of what you think is really present for you or for someone else, I, I'm sure when I talk to people, I know something about their story is something that can resonate with someone else. So when I think about the healing work that I'm doing, if, if you want to share, of course, you don't have to. I know that there's some other people that are kind of going through something similar. And when I realize that it, it, it truly validates the fact that we're all connected. So sometimes it's just nice to talk about, okay, you're not alone in that feeling or those thoughts or that work. Like there's somebody else who probably is dealing with that too. For me, I think what comes up a lot is 
not feeling like I'm doing enough. Um, a lot of FOMO, like yeah, what else is happening? What am I not doing? I'm super guilty of being a person because I am like a hard worker. I'm, I'm definitely like in the hustle mentality at all times. Yeah. When I go on to something like a social media and I'll see this person's doing this, this person's doing it, this person's doing this. Like I'm pulling those together in my subconscious and thinking I need to do all of them. Right. Mm -hmm. And then as if it's like a fail to not have accomplished all of these things, I've noticed a lot of healing for me in taking two steps back and asking like, but am I passionate about that? Because I'm guilty in the past of just doing a lot of things because they could be done. Right. Right. Or because someone thought I couldn't do it. So then I'm going to do it. Um, but the burnout in that is huge if you don't have the passion for it. Right. So like, what do I actually want to be doing? What fires me up? What lights me up? And also, can I work in a way that's supported and supportive because I tend to, I'm like that kid in grammar school who would just do the whole project for the group. And like, I don't want to be that person anymore. Right. Like I'm not old, but like, I'm too old. (laughs) Like, you know, like I, like I'm just, it's too much. Like it's too much. And you end up losing faith and trust and relationships. And you totally, I would use the phrase burnout over and over again, because I have felt it so many different times in my life. And I'm, I'm sick of feeling that way. I'm sick of feeling burnt out. Yeah. And I was before the whole quarantine, I've had conversations with Vanessa, you know, Vanessa Van Noy many times where we're both like, Oh, what were we doing? We were like running around teaching like 13 classes a week, all these different studios, you know, driving here, driving there, commuting around a 15 mile square, but like around, around, around. And we were like, oh, like, I don't ever want to do that again. I want to be really intentional with my choices. Um, I want to be present when I'm with my kids. I don't want to be in my phone, in my computer, sending an email, sending a text, checking this, checking that, like, super guilty of that too, right? Like, I'm in one conversation, I'm in another conversation, even this, like, here's where I'm growing. I don't always think I'm not like a huge, I don't use the word healing probably as much. I think of it more as growing, um, in terms of what I'm talking about, or at least right now, the tangent I'm on, but like putting my computer down and closing it because otherwise my eyeballs would have been like this. Oh yeah. Five minutes because you know, that's the lawyer in me. Like I check my email 50 times a day. When people tell me that they haven't checked their email in three days, I'm like this. Who are you? What? How's that happen? What are you, what, what are you doing? Like, I, like, I can't even imagine. I, but that being said, I, I've had people in my life many times be like, oh, well, you should take a break. You should not do this. That would give me anxiety. If I didn't yeah. check my email at least a few times a day, could I cut back? Sure. But like, if I just didn't check it, that would create a whole different problem that's unnecessary. Yeah. I finding the balance for me is probably the most important thing. Um, I need to connect with other people. I'm definitely like an extrovert by nature. Yep. It it's hard for me when I like FOMO is real. Like I, I really do have that. I'm like, wait, what are you doing? Oh, no one's doing anything. Oh, right. Okay. Like I almost (laughs) need to like know that. Yeah, no um, one's doing it. Okay, okay. Okay, okay, okay. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. I loved a lot of things you said. I think the burnout is real. Um, I think it's like a blessing and a curse for me that like I figure things out like pretty quickly. Like I remember when I started teaching fitness and I was running around from gym to gym, I was like, oh, hell no. Like one day I forgot, I forgot like where I was supposed to sub a class. I was like, wait, I don't remember. Like, and that's crazy in itself. Like thinking about that now, I'm like, how did I even do that? But I was so overwhelmed because especially with that yoga teacher life, that gym culture, like you have multiple gigs, you're doing a million things and that's not sustainable. And I'm glad that we all kind of stopped doing that and, and got to sit down and be, um, you know, really intentional with our next moves and really intentional with our next actions. And I think intention is truly the best. And and so is being present. I 
love not checking my phone. I love being present with people. I love not seeing multiple tabs. I notice when I do that, like how distracted I am and I hate it. Like I love just being with someone and giving them my full attention and my full time. And I think they value it just as much as I do. So I think that's also an important piece of like, you know, slow down, be present, be intentional and also know it's okay. Like, it's okay that we're kind of going through this. I think we all kind of need to hear that because we're all like wishing things were different. Everyone I talk to like, Oh, I wish, I wish this wasn't the case. Yeah, we, we all do, but also we're doing some good work here. We're learning a little bit more about ourselves and things that weren't working. So, you know, hopefully this ends soon because I don't want to obviously be on this kind of lifestyle <laughs> like forever, but I think what we're learning is important. And so it's always like just good, like you said, like focus on the growth, focus on growing and learning. And it's really why we're here. And also making things joyful so it doesn't feel like another job, right? Grow, learn, grow, learn. Like for me, even like with Christmas, I did the funny, like I thought it was funny. My dad's family, there's six kids and they all have kids. So it's like a million people. And so I did like a family grab bag thing where everyone picked a different household, not like a person because it would have been a million people, but just each house. And your job is to send them like a COVID Christmas survival kit, right? And my sister's like, why are you doing this? Like, why are you spending your time doing this? I'm like, I don't know, because it's fun. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, I don't know. I just think it's fun. And then the other day, I'm trying to figure out a a software to do this. I'll send it to you and I make it. I really want to do a bracket of Christmas movies and figure out what everybody would say is like the top Christmas movie. And none of this has anything to do with any of the things I should be doing in my life. But like, for me, that's just fun. And like, I think it's like funny to know what people would say is like the best Christmas movie they ever saw. Um, I like it. I'm for like, it. Like it's irreverent. It's silly. But like, to me, those are like little things that bring people together in my life that I care about. That'll just make me laugh. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. I love laughing. I love joy. I think the like key take homes that I've learned from like certain experiences is, is joy is innate. Like when you look at kids, like little kids, they're joyful, they're playful, playing all the time, laughing all the time, singing, like dancing, like doing all these joyful things. And, and I, I, um, it's funny, like before we started this podcast, I was like blasting music and cause it's like Brady, what am I going to do? And I was just jamming and I was so happy. And I think it's just important to be happy in life. And you know, you're not happy all the time, like we said, but take it when you can, you know, try to make moments where you can have that joy and, and definitely like integrate it into your life. It makes things better. I remember I led a teacher training at Evenflow Yoga with a uh, Christian Valeriani probably like six or seven years ago. And the slogan from the training was uh, less sorries, more parties. Mm. And like one of the girls made a shirt that said that for everybody in it. And I just think about that sometimes, right? Like less sorries, more parties. Yes, please. I like that. And I mean, like, yeah, it's good to like be apologetic for like things like you said, like when you mess up and you're mean to someone by accident because you're having a bad day, but Also, just stop apologizing for being yourself. (laughs) I think that's what we all kind of need to hear Um, in some way or another. Some people are very happy and just show up as they are, but it takes so much work to just like stop apologizing. Like just be like, okay, well, this was the best I could do. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing and I'm, I'm happy about it. I think that's a, a great thing for people to just feel like, you know, stop saying sorry. Like it's okay for you to exist and be who you are. So. Right. Even sometimes as simple, if you're running two minutes, instead of like freaking out, I'm so sorry. I'm late. The whole, like, I'm really grateful for your patience. Right. Like it, it, like it, it feels better. So much better. Yeah. I think, um, the self-love game is definitely something that, you know, a lot of people are working through right now too. And I can speak for myself. Like I'm always working on that because for me, it's important. I think it's important for me to feel like my authentic self. I really like that you labeled it as authentic versus best. I think that's a good way to talk about it because I think our true nature is luminous. Like I've heard that quote before, but it's so true. Like the person that you're supposed to be is the person that 
you need to show up as, and you're doing a disservice to people if you're not showing up as that person. And also, how can we figure out ways to be proud of ourselves? When's the last time someone said they were proud of you, right? Yeah. Little kids hear it all the time. I'm proud of you for this. I'm proud of you for that. And then somewhere probably right around graduating college, like that, like maybe your parents were proud of you for that, whatever it was. There's just not that many opportunities the older and older you get to hear, I'm proud of you, hmm. right? Yeah. So I say it in my yoga classes all the time. I'm like, be proud of yourself. Be proud of yourself for showing up. Be proud of yourself for like shutting down on all the other things that you could have been doing for this hour and being really present here. Like you should be super proud of yourself for creating this podcast. I'm proud of you. Like, I, I think it's legit. I saw you building this whole thing. I was like, get it. That's awesome. Right? Like be proud of yourself. And if you're proud of your friend or a family member, vocalize it. That's the, yeah. that's the solution. Like pat people on the back, tell them, nice. they're doing, <laughs> tell them they're doing well, right? Like that's a solution right there. Yeah. You make yourself talk about like when people say it's better to give than receive for sure. That is true. But I think it's like big time in terms of that. I feel so good when I'm able to tell someone that I love something they've done. I get like a burst in my own heart. Yeah. But we don't say that stuff a lot. And definitely like the whole, like, I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. Like, I don't talk that way. Talk that way. Yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> I, right. Oh my gosh. I could totally relate to you. I remember when you were building like vibe well, and you were building and a yoga collective. And I was like, Fuck yeah. It's like, go get it. And I love that you said like, yeah, I mean, we should just be good people. I think good people are supportive of each other. And um, it's funny because I was speaking with somebody earlier today and I was doing similar work. We were in like the same area where we were like, we could have been competition, but we were not, we decided to be supportive. And like, she's coming on the podcast and like, I'm super grateful. Like I want to talk to her because there's a connection there, but at the same time, it could have went like a totally different way where I could have been like, no, she does the same work as me. Like we're basically like in competition, like I can't have, you know? And so I think it's just breaking down that crap and being like, no, we should support each other. We should lift each other up. The world would be a better place. I think this time period is also a time for like the world to be a better place. Maybe like maybe we can take that home or, or move that forward even though it's so disruptive and so shifty and so crazy, it feels like, but it's just things need to change. So hopefully we get that. Yeah. I think I learned through the years. Like I would say when I was coming up teaching yoga, starting, I was like really worried about being a popular teacher or well-known or achieving this or having this many classes. And that's exhausting to live that way. I, I focus now as much as I can in what I created, hopefully with New Jersey Oak Collective and Bible on like giving opportunities rather than taking opportunities. Yeah. And that is what I would love to announce and share. I'm not even sure if I'm like totally supposed to yet, but some people do know this. I was um, hired by Yoga International to be their community relations specialist, which means I'm spearheading a new creator program, which is going to be a self-serve platform for teachers to create, produce, and sell workshops with Yoga International. So, you know, I'm putting it out there right now. Slide into my DMs if you're watching this. And if you're a yoga teacher and you feel like you have something you want to share on a global platform, seriously, I mean this, reach out and I will get you that application because I am in a unique position to give opportunities right now. And I know that there is a need for that. And I know there are people watching this and listening who are phenomenal humans with so much to offer and maybe just haven't been given that like little step, that little pop, right? So that they can get their feet wet, get their feet grounded, however you want to describe it. If you want to put something like that out there into the world, please apply. And even in applying, we're going to add you to a Yoga International Creator community where I'm going to have monthly 
coaching calls where we're going to bring on people who work for Yoga International in social media and production and creative design, and they're going to give best tips and tricks and practices so that you're just going to be a better wellness entrepreneur and you're going to be able to do more with the skills and talents you already have. It's not about making you better at all. It's about sharing your knowledge with the world. So if that's you, if that speaks to you, you know, reach out to me because that's something that's coming in 2021. And I'm extremely grateful to be a part of it. I do feel like in a sense, a lot of the work and the time I put in building New Jersey Yoga Collective and Bible, which I am still working on both. It's not like one or the other. Those are still two of my babies along with Sadie and Patrick. Um, you know, but that work and learning how to put on events, which is hard, <laughs> challenging, mm -hmm. uh, you know, learning how to work with different teachers, putting together courses, what that even looks like. It's, it's happening. And I'm also going to say for anyone listening, you know, I have been teaching yoga for more than 10 years. I was building my own business for more than three years. And now I'm able to step into something like this. So like, if you're going through hell, keep going. Yes. If you're working really hard, keep working. If you feel passionately about something, keep firing that up, right? Like keep growing, keep whatever it takes and surround yourself with people who are, I'm not like a big fan of like stay in your lane, right? Surround yourself with people who are on that same like trajectory. Yeah. They don't need to be doing the same things that you're doing. They don't need to be going through the same things that you're going through. Look for other people that are just like positive growth oriented, forward focused, hopeful, authentic, truthful, right? Like surround yourself with that crew. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know. That's it. You got, I like, you can, you can, we, we can all do big things. Yes. Oh, we can do it. hard things as Glennon Doyle says, cause I'm obsessed with Glennon Doyle. And if you're not following her, follow her. Yeah. We can do hard things. We can do big things and we can do things way better together. Mm. Way better. Yes, please. I love that. I think it's such a perfect and beautiful opportunity for you to be in that position. And I can see how it it's just it's just so perfect. Like you you have done the work. I've watched you like put together these festivals, like kill it on social media. But I also know like the time and the energy that goes into that. And I think, you know, I remember when I started teaching fitness too, like how, like my first classes were like terrible. And I was just like, why am I not good at this yet? And, um, Oh my God. Wait, I have actually said, I'm like to anyone who took my first yoga classes, sorry, come back. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> in the beginning was just like, how hard can I make this? Cause I was so young and I was like, this just has to be like so hard. Right. Right. And like, it takes a long time to like learn restraint. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man. And like, yeah, it, it takes it, but it's, it's, everything is just a process. And I think having that patience with yourself too, if you are working towards something and, and you're wanting to get better, just like have that understanding that it takes time and be patient with yourself and just keep showing up and putting the energy into the work that you love to do. And eventually things will click and it will come together. Just like, you know, with your opportunity right now, things work out the way they're supposed to just keep showing up. And, and I love that you said that encouragement for people, you can do it. It's possible. And you know, it, it's so, so beautiful. So love that for you. Like my ultimate goal was not to be a festival creator. Like I, my, my ultimate goal, if I was going to go back 10 years ago was to be a well paid, like, you know, I, as a lawyer, obviously you make like a different type of money, but I was like, can I be a sustained, like self-sustained yoga professional? That was my goal. I didn't really have like a bigger structure around that. Just what would it look like to be able to make a salary, whether it was like a check salary or just like a salary living my passion in the yoga world. 
And I wasn't like, that has to be that I'm a festival teacher or a traveling workshop or retreats. Like I never had this defined sphere of what that had to look like. That was just always the goal. How can I have a real sense of like job in yoga? Mm -hmm. And I think there's other people that feel like that. So to anyone in that lane, right? Like keep your eyes wide open. Always be looking for opportunities. All Even like sometimes I would go on LinkedIn back in the day and this opportunity came to me through someone who recommended me. But I used to go on LinkedIn every so often and just put in like the word yoga, but not like teacher, right? And I would just scroll and be like, huh, are there any like yoga jobs in the world, right? That was always an interest point for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally relate to that. It's always been wellness for me. I've always just been looking for opportunities in wellness. Right. And and I mean, even this is like a limb of wellness. I feel like what I do on this podcast is I talk to people who work in wellness. Everybody who comes on has some connection to wellness and helping people feel well because I think that's the biggest commitment that I have is, is helping people understand that we should feel well. That's, that's our natural state. Our natural state is wellness and we can get there and there's tools and there's tips and there's people and guides and it's just, you know, learning about them and, and trusting the process. Right. I mean, there's a reason why most people feel like incredibly awesome when they step out of like a therapy appointment, right? You just talk to someone and you were able to like unload your huh, whatever it is, oh. right? And let it go. And there's the whew, euphoria of like stepping out of a conversation that's so heavy, the freedom and the levity from that. And I think you're right. Like our natural state is to not feel bogged down. Like we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. So whatever wellness looks like for some of us, it looks like a therapy appointment. For some of us, it looks like a run in the woods, you know, like down like a trail for some of us, it's a yoga practice. Some days for me, it's like a Tabata on the Peloton, Mm. right? Just get it out. Like for some people it's a dance party, right? Like there's just so many different ways, depending on your mood and your experiences and what you're anticipating or expecting, how do you get that stuff out? Yeah. Yeah. And then here's one of my favorites in yoga, right? How do we clear space out and then not clutter it back up? And I say this to my students all the time. I'm like, you wouldn't like clear off an entire table in your living room that was like loaded with tchotchke junk that you accumulated over the last 20 years and then go to the dollar store and like gunk it back up. Yeah. Right. No, you would like love the cleanliness. You would like enjoy the space. So why aren't we doing that for ourselves? Like if we're going to like dig out, scoop the sadness, the anxiety, the grief, the trauma, and kind of like be able to get rid of it. Why would we then call someone and gossip? (laughs) Right. It's the patterns. And it's also I was thinking about this and I'm, I'm probably going to have another episode on it, but the whole concept of addiction can be in not drugs or alcohol or substances, but like in behaviors and, and emotions and people are addicted to drama. They're addicted to like stress. They're addicted to adrenaline and, and these feelings can become addictive for people because they're so used to them. So I can't wait to talk about that. I, I don't know who I'm talking to yet, but I'm sure it'll it'll happen. So I think people just need to break down destructive patterns too. Like absolutely. Some people are so comfortable feeling uncomfortable. So they want to return back to an uncomfortable state because that's what they know. If if that's their their comfort and that's their safety zone, they want to go back there. And I think that's where the work comes in of like understanding that those patterns aren't good for you. So you probably should break them down and and make sure that when you do all this work to clear your space and, and have your energy flow, don't bog it back down. Don't gunk it back up. And, you know, I think people, that's another part of like the healing journey is like, okay, break down those patterns so that you can live fully. I will tell you my most 
detrimental pattern is hustle. Like my habit is hustle. Right. And it's not a great habit because you're constantly doing and doing and doing. You're never enjoying what you're doing because you're just looking for the next thing that you got to be doing. Yeah. So if anyone, like, I, you know, my addiction is probably to hustling, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, I have a free day, then I need to do something. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't let myself have a break. And I'm sure there's people watching that are going to be like, yep, that's me too. Right. Oh, like my, my addiction is achievement. My habit is hustle. Mm-hmm. And that's not always great. Sometimes the results can be great, but then you don't even enjoy them. Yeah. And I mean, you should be able to enjoy them and you should be able to be present with like your success and, and feel good about it. I think when it comes to that, it's, are you okay with the stillness? It's kind of like what yoga teaches. Okay. At least you have the awareness, like that's step one. You can't change something if you're not aware of it. So kudos to you for at least being aware, but then it's like, why are you so looped into this pattern of busyness? And why are you so looped into this hustle? And like, what are you looking for? What are you seeking? So I think when you break it down, it's like you, then, then you have to do some work and, and work on whatever's coming up. But yeah. Well, here's what's coming up. Come here, Sades. Come say hi. <laughs> Sadie came to check out the podcast. You can yes. tell, say hi. hi. Do you want to tell us what your habit is that you want to break? What do you think is my worst habit? Um, that I do too much stuff every day. I guess. <laughs> What's yours? TikTok dances? <laughs> I don't know. Probably. <laughs> but you do mindfulness in school, right? Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah, it is great. Well, thank you so much for coming on this episode. I loved having you. You're a great guest and I really just value you as a person. So thanks. I mean, ditto. I don't know if anyone said ditto in a long time, but I'm going to (laughs) go ditto. And let me just reiterate, super proud of you for creating this. Uh, Sky's the limit, I'm sure. If there's any potential sponsors listening, you should probably call Rachel. (laughs) I feel like These conversations are so needed and I feel really lucky to be a part of it. Hey friend, thanks for checking out this episode of the Solutions Podcast. For more episodes just like this, be sure to subscribe. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Solutions Pod. Thanks again for listening and be sure to check out our next episode.